Hi everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Before we jump in, please note that the podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so please feel free to contact me through my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. everyone. Dr. Liz here. We are talking about weight loss during the pandemic during this episode as well as next week. Next week is more practical tips and will be episode 176. But today we're talking with Erica Flint. She is the president and owner of Cascade Hypnosis Center, an award-winning board certified hypnotist, an accredited certified professional hypnotherapy instructor. So she runs her own training institute, both online and in person in Washington State in the U.S. And she's also the author of the best-selling books, Reprogram Your Weight and Lighter, which are both about hypnosis for weight loss. We talk about all kinds of things in this episode, though. And before we jump right into it, if you'd like a good resource, then I sell a mindful eating hypnosis on my website. It's an immediate download and you might want to check it out. The podcast listeners get 20% off of that if you just put in the code podcast and it's on my website under downloads. All right. I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Erica. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Hi, it's great to be here, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So I'm going to start with a question I ask a lot of hypnotherapists, which is, what was your first experience with hypnosis? That's a very good question. Now, I think uh, my professional belief is we're hypnotizing ourselves all the time. We're always going in and out of trance, but I'll answer the question like the most, uh, the first time that I knew I was in hypnosis or the first time I really understood what hypnosis really was, I was sitting in my uh, first hypnosis class and we had just done a hypnosis exercise, and my background is in software engineering. So I was I was in software for 15 years, programming computers, looking for, you know, modules and pattern matching and and all of this stuff. And so, after that experience in my hypnosis training class, I realized what hypnosis was really doing. And in Which that is moment, what? yeah. I know. Isn't that such a great question? What is it actually (laughs) doing? Okay. So here's what it's actually doing. It's giving you direct access to program your mind, however you want to program. So it gives you access to program your inner operating system. Whereas in the past I was helping to program computers and some very powerful computers. I worked for one of the largest um, computing organizations in the world. We had over 400,000 employees. We were doing leading edge research on cognitive computing at the time. I mean, this is like really cutting edge stuff, but none of it compares to the human mind. And so now, yeah, I get to help clients. And I think this point is really important. I'm not reprogramming their mind (laughs) at all. Uh I'm giving my clients tools so that they can reprogram how they think and feel in any situation so that they can behave in ways. Yeah, they can behave in ways they want to behave. 
Yes. So why were you sitting in a training class? Like you're working as a computer programmer mm-hmm. and then you decided to, can you, can you hear that or I not? Can't. You can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, people. You guys, you, we are continuing, you guys. We're serious. A lot of people have decided yeah. to hit my house right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. They will and, move on. We are still, time. yeah, broadcasting through a pandemic. This is these are the <laughs> things that we have to roll with. So totally okay. So right? you were a computer programmer, and you're sitting in a class to become a hypnotist. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like those two things would lead that would lead there. So I'll tell you the full story. So I went through, and a lot of people have had this experience where you know, you're like the A student or you're like the person who, you know, I was the firstborn in my family and, and very, um, you know, competent and, and I was able to do all of the things. And so I followed kind of the rules for Western society and the rules for Western society say, you get good grades in high school, then you go to a good college and then you get a good job and you get married and you have your house with the picket fence and the two cars and the kids and the dog and all of that stuff. So that's the model that I was following. And at some point, um, the middle of my software career, I was like, the happiness is supposed to be around here. I did all of the things that I was supposed to do. And instead, what I found was I was very empty inside. And what had happened was I was off my spiritual path. And so the way that I I talk about spirituality for myself and my own life and in my practices, it's a personal thing, but we all need to have something. Well, I'm not talking about God here. I'm talking more about something in your life that's bigger than you, something that makes Mm -hmm. you something to fight for, something to live for, something that makes you want to be alive. We all need that in our life. And I was chasing after a manufactured ideal that I think a lot of us do. And Mm -hmm. one day I woke up miserable. I ended up I ended up starting to drink too much. And so that's a really big part of my story. I basically saved my life with hypnosis is oh, what happened. Uh-huh. And so um, through the power of me saving my own life with hypnosis, I realized that this tool can work when everything else has failed. And I just had to immediately um, you know, leave my other job and start doing this full time. So like, those cool. were a lot of things kind of happening at once. Yeah. There. Did it help you stop? drinking? Like you're saying you're drinking too much. It did. Okay. Yeah, it did because, and I had tried all sorts of other things, but nothing else seemed to work. Ah. So that's where the hypnosis, you know, and where hypnosis is so effective is that it gets at the very deepest layer of who we are, which I think is where the truth is anyway. So Mm -hmm. why do we, why are we able to accept hypnotic suggestion? Like, why is that important? Well, it's because at at deeper levels of our own understanding, we know that that is the truth of who we are. So we're easily able to accept positive suggestions about ourselves in a state of hypnosis because it's absolute truth. We don't have layers of BS that we have been spoon fed or otherwise um, unwittingly put on some glasses that we don't want to be wearing anymore, but we don't, we didn't even realize that we put them on. It's very true. I think that is very true. Like the truth of us is um, positive and good and, you know, everything that let's say we want to transform into, like when a client comes in and says, I want to be this, or I want to do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, they know I think that's a beautiful way to put it, the truth of who they are. And they're having trouble accessing it, but it's there. It's like, yes. Because they have limiting beliefs and they have layers of BS that are piled on top of it. And that's kind of the insidious nature of a limiting belief. Once 
once we realize it's a limiting belief, well, it doesn't have to be limiting anymore, but usually we're unaware of it. We're totally unaware. It's just like the same thing. We're unaware of our own biases. So we have to step outside of ourselves in order to get that perspective, which is what hypnosis allows us to do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it's, I mean, we can make an argument that the whole therapy session is a trance, right? It's a type of trance. I really believe it is. But just that reflection from somebody else hearing your language that you're using even is a shift in itself. Like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Let's catch that right here, right? I can't. And they won't even notice that they're talking about it or thinking about it in a way. Yes. Unless you have someone who's trained to listen. Yes. And listen for specific words and how emphasis is placed on specific words. So it's usually, you know, like our clients are communicating to us consciously. And that part is, is usually thoughtful. I'm not listening for that part. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening for what my client thinks they want to tell me. I am listening for all of the other things that aren't said. The hesitation on certain pathways of language, I'll have them clarify. The um, stumbling over words, they start to say one thing and then they say the other. Um, what they were originally going to say is was the important element of it. Yes. So I think, yeah, listening for kind of like this non-verbal um, but vocal language and language from the unconscious is super, super important. Yes, absolutely. I've been known to tell my children I'm a very highly trained and paid listener. That's what I am, right? Like that's really what I am. And it reminds me of, um, I know we, we talked about getting into this topic. I think this is a good segue. It reminds me of when I was working with someone and she's struggling with food. And I said, well, let's, let's talk about what comes up. And she said, well, ultimately what comes up to her is, oh, it doesn't matter. So I'll eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, let's pause here for a moment. You mean you don't matter. So I'll eat it anyway. And she is like, oh, Oh my gosh. It's like, yeah, that's what it was. Whoa. That's intense. Yeah. Like, let's get to, do you matter? And really instilling that belief and working on it because you do matter, right? You are important. All of that. So I'll share one with you. That was pretty good. Absolutely. So I'm working with a woman and she's been married to a man for 30 plus years. And he puts on such a great show. Everybody thinks he's fantastic. But behind the scenes, when the doors are closed, of course, he's a total nightmare. Mm -hmm. And um, so she's like, there's something missing. There's something missing. And she's looking for closure. Right. So she's looking for closure with this relationship. And so I just flipped it right back around with her. I said, you are absolutely right. There is something missing. That's the whole problem. Your husband was missing from the relationship, your entire marriage, what you're looking for does not exist. And so she was so hung up on this, like there's a missing piece there's of my something marriage. Missing. Yeah. And it's like, yes, that's the whole point. <laughs> right. That's why you need to leave the marriage. Yeah. And that, yeah, that really sunk in for her. She's like, oh my gosh, the fact that there's something missing, it doesn't mean that I need to, to like look at my husband again or do more research. What That really is the evidence that I need to say yes. Absolutely. That's the reason why I'm leaving the marriage. Yeah, that's a great example. I love it. I love it. So I know you've written a book, um, two books about weight loss. So one written more for hypnotherapists, one written more for people just wanting to Mm -hmm. lose weight. Let's talk about weight and eating right now because this will air during the pandemic and people are off the rails 
about they really are yeah, yeah, myself included, you know, I mean, part of the reason that I'm so good at helping people lose weight is because I have my own experience with weight loss. And I used um, my successful stories were with Weight Watchers, mostly, mm-hmm. because I think they do a pretty good job of of you forcing you to be mindful. But over time, you get tired of counting Absolutely. and pointing. And one of the principles that I think as a hypnotist is so important when it comes to weight loss is whatever you think about grows. And so one of the biggest shifts that I have my clients make is I don't want them journaling their food. A lot of people have a hard, they, they get really fearful about this. They're like, well, geez, how am I going to lose weight if I don't know how much I'm eating? Or if I don't kind of like verify to my mind that I'm eating less, which would be a calorie restrictive diet, so, mm-hmm. so to speak. But the problem becomes when people start writing down what they're eating, they are naturally then, because this is based on deprivation of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're eating less than what they think they need to eat. It's not uh, intuitive eating, which is what uh, reprogram your weight is all about. It's about intuitive eating. Okay. Um, and so when you are writing down your food, and I have years of practice doing this, how many points for breakfast? Have you done this before? Right? Oh, yeah. I dropped out yeah. of Weight Watchers, but I actually used hypnosis to lose uh, 50 pounds. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And I went low carb, high fat, and I did have to track for a while because I wasn't eating enough to lose weight, which is really counterintuitive to a lot of people. But absolutely, you know, I don't think you could be a 50 year old woman in America without some experience tracking every bite you ate at some point. Right. 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 What tends to happen, what people don't realize is whatever we focus on grows. Mm -hmm. And so if you're tracking every bit of food, you're thinking about food more. And so it's likely to initiate your appetite. And so Mm -hmm. the problem then becomes you're either eating or you're thinking about eating. It's one of those two modes. I'm either thinking about eating or I'm actually eating. And it starts to drive people crazy because they find that their, their entire day consists of, and you might have been around people like this before. I know I have. It really stands out to me, especially when people are visiting. It's like they go from one eating event to the next. Yes. It's like, okay, you know, okay, what's for breakfast? And then, you know, we're going to go do this thing and we'll stop and get coffee along the way. And then where are we having lunch? So every bit of their life is organized around, you know, the next year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And yes. that's a problem. And it so is. really right now, what I see happening is people are just because they're home, they're bored. So there's massive levels of uncertainty. Yes. Which our left brain does not like at mm-hmm. all. So all of this uncertainty. <laughs> Right. When we eat foods, and I'm not talking about any food, right? We have to have the food that releases dopamine and tastes good. Mm -hmm. And that takes our mind off the stress for a moment. For a couple of hours. (laughs) Right. Not forever. Or maybe even like two minutes sometimes. Right. Yeah. And so this is where I think one of the skills that is going to be in such high demand, it is now, I believe, but I think we're going to start seeing this being taught in schools, is the ability to calm down your nervous system. So just Mm -hmm. the ability to stay calm under pressure and the ability to stay calm, so people don't understand, is when you start to feel a little bit of stress and your heart starts to race, blood rushes from your brain, your head brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When blood rushes from your head brain, the intention is to get you to run away, not think. And so we actually lose access to our most critical thinking uh, faculties when we get nervous. And so one of the best skills we can ever learn as a human being is the ability to remain calm. 
yes. and choose for, choose for ourselves, right? Our nervous system is going to want to flip us into a sympathetic response and prepare us to run because yes. it wants to protect us. We need to be able to override that. So I call that real-time evolution. So in real time, mm-hmm. your brain starts to flip over to sympathetic response. Hey, we're going to have a freak out. Right. Um, and, and you would be able to like grab onto that lever and say, thanks, but no thanks. Like, thanks for thinking of me, but not right now. Yeah. Very consciously and intentionally saying, okay, I've got to yeah. do all kinds of things right now to actually soothe my nervous system to keep myself calm. Basically. And it takes work. It yeah. does take work. Yeah. It's I know it way, has for me yeah. during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, a couple of weeks in there where, I wasn't going to like the anxiety part. I was going more towards the depression. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not doing this. You know, like I know what to do. I know how to go into action, but it is work. It's like, all right, I've got to do this. You know the flip side of it. See, that's really good. We know. Yeah. Right. We need the ability to calm down Mm -hmm. and stay calm and focused. And then we also need the ability to be inspired because the depression side of things can be equally as bad if you can't the energy or the inspiration to do anything. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So when you relate it to eating, Mm -hmm. what do you recommend in terms of like that flip is being switched? Someone's brain is in like, ah, crisis, right? They're actually trying to run away, but they can't because they're all stuck in their homes. So they're reaching for food. Yeah. Right. So what do you recommend for them in terms of that? Yeah. So, I mean, this really is forcing people to um, step up, really. And I know we have a pandemic and we have social unrest. We have all of this really, these really big things happening right now. And I just want to encourage everybody and tell you that you're all capable of handling all of this. It seems like a lot. But when I was a kid and would read the superhero comics and, you know, this thing getting blown up and that thing being destroyed, I mean, in my mind, I was like, that's what I'm going to do when I get older. Mm. I'm going to (laughs) help the world from these disasters, right? And we we have a lot of disasters right now. And I think for everybody (laughs) in in the healing community, this is your final exam. So we're all being tested. (laughs) And how, how are you doing? Right? Yeah. How, how, right? How are you passing your test? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty happy. Um, yeah. And my key, so here's my personal key. Mm-hmm. I have to get up at a consistent time. So mm-hmm. I have to get up by 530 in the morning and I have to work out almost first thing. If I do those two things, that's the code for me. That's like a key for me. If I do mm-hmm. those two things, almost everything else will fall into place. Now, there's going to be different for every person, Right. But I think we need to have some uh, routine and consistency, some boundaries that kind of Mm -hmm. keep us in play, uh, in in kind of a safe place. But the the reality is, I think each person, each human being, we have to learn how it's kind of like when you're a little kid, you know, and your mom's like, go play by yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to learn how to entertain yourself. As adults, we all need to learn to be able to be at home by ourselves. Yes. Without going crazy. Right. Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. So how do we do that? Right. And I think, um, you know, as far as food goes, for most people who want to lose weight, there's a couple of things that are happening. They don't feel good in their body. They feel frumpy. They feel heavy. They they like that, mm-hmm. that sensation of heaviness is there. And there's a sensation of stuckness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of like this Um, inertia, like this lack of movement that kind of comes with that. And that's a terrible feeling. And the good news is that in as little as three days, 
it's pretty remarkable how we can shift the sensation in our body. So in as little as three days, even just moderate walking, people will feel significantly better. So you can feel like you have a new body in Mm -hmm. three days, right? Just from, I would say, maybe even 10 minutes of walking every single day. So we have Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, get rid of that inertia type of a feeling um, and, and come up with a really good routine right? So you've got to stay moving and come up with a really good routine. And just know that that I would say this is a challenge and to figure it out. Yes, I would say, consider seeing an online therapist, too. Like, you know, if you're not, if you can't go in person, if you can't find someone, by the time this airs, things are opening up more. So there are some in person, but online therapy is incredibly effective. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We see, we've been seeing clients from all over yes. the world for years. So I mean, we've been doing this Absolutely. for a long time. And really yeah. Effective. I think hypnotherapists yeah. are a little ahead of the game because of, we do have mm-hmm. that tradition in our profession that it's like, yep. yep, we can work with someone online easily and we have for a long time, but yeah, mm-hmm. I get some help because I think there's all kinds of hypnotic techniques that you can use to, so that the walk happens so that the routine happens, yep. so that we discover, okay, what is the key for you, right? Maybe it's getting up and exercising. Maybe it's getting up and coloring. I don't know. You know, maybe it's um, right. cooking breakfast. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's skipping breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, all right, let's figure those mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And then really work on right. what I always say is deep self-worth, knowing that you're worth it and healing any wounds that are stopping you from believing that. Yeah, the work that I love for that is, because I think that's the most important work we can do. And I do work with a lot of clients who, you know, relation, relationships are, are you know, one of the hardest things that we do as human beings is related yes. to other human beings. And that, you know, I will keep that in mind when I'm uh, dealing no, with my 14 year old right now. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yes. Good luck. We'll send you some happy energy when it comes to that. Right. Um, Yeah. It can be so difficult because they're in such an unsettled place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was trying to teach her phone skills the other day. She's at her house and she said, goodbye. And she just hangs up. I call her back. and I'm like, no, that's really, that's not how you say goodbye to your mother. You know, let's try this again. A little bit more. Yeah. Little bit yes. more skill. Yeah, but yeah. you're saying that human relationships are some of our hardest. Yeah, yeah. So there are some of the most difficult things that we do. And so this whole concept of self worth, I think um, it's so easy to discount ourselves and we're always in our own head. And so one of the things that I love to do with my clients is help them be cognizant of how their interaction is with other people and their own self-worth. And so for this, the reason I like it is because we have to watch like how we say certain things to certain people. And so it's even in just the tone. So like when your daughter just said goodbye, right? And she hangs up, yeah. you know, you're fine. You know that your daughter loves you and, and, and everything like that. But if she said that to maybe a boy or another girlfriend, they might take offense to it because they, their own self-worth isn't enough. Right. And so I think folks who are kind of struggling with their own self-worth, if they're really thoughtful of the other person, it kind of flips the script and now it helps them see themselves as they see this other person. So, so that's one of the things that I think is really helpful. Um, And I don't know how much work you do with negative self-talk. A lot. It goes hand in hand with this, right? So it's like, 
Yeah. Once if something comes out of your mouth that's rude or mean to another person, how much more of that has been going on in your head before you've ever said Yes. It? And so that is almost the fruit of what's going on in your mind. So if you're saying something mean or inconsiderate to another person, it's 10, 100 times as worse to yourself. Probably. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I want my clients to watch their self-worth and negative self-talk is how often is it coming out of your mouth to another person? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the cool things I think we do in hypnosis. I don't know if you do this, but I know in my practice, we work on identifying those parts sometimes. Like, who is it that's talking to you? Whose voice is that? What do they look like? And now what do we, what do we want to say to them or where do we want to put them or where do we want to send them? And how do you move into the gentle self? I have a client say, I don't, I don't have a gentle voice inside. It's like, okay, well, you know what? We can help you create one. Yeah. And internalize that and yeah, be nice to yourself. Yeah. Just bringing that into the light, which means just identifying that it's a different voice because you probably have this experience too, where you say, whose voice is that? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, of course it's my voice. And then you ponder further and you say, but really whose voice is it? And they're like, oh my gosh, it's not my voice. It's my father's. Yes. It's my coaches. It's my mother. I can't believe that. I didn't realize it wasn't even my voice. It's someone else's limiting belief yes. that they've adopted. Right. So some of that self-awareness and reflection, like so huge for our clients. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now I know you run a training institute mm-hmm. for hypnotherapists, correct? For hypnotists? Yeah, I've trained about 170 uh, hypnotists. Some have been clients. A lot of them have been clients actually, which is really cool because they come to me for a problem. They want to stop um, drinking. They want to eat healthier. They want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. They want better business results. And the results are so fantastic for themselves. They're like, I want to help other people do this. This is like magic. Yeah. You know, they feel like it's a real fun skill and just a real good use of their creative power and energies in the world. So very cool. And is it in Washington where you are or is it's, it all it's online? In Washington. Um, it's both. Yeah. So it's a live training though. It's not record. It's not like okay. you watch a video or something. It's a live training. You can uh, attend remotely from your location or you can attend um, in our center in Bellingham, Washington. My Very preference cool. is for people to come and see us in person and have the immersive experience. However, that's not always possible. And so we just do the best that we can. And the virtual program is awesome. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, we had 100% virtual in April. Oh, you did. Okay. Yep. And yeah. the nice thing about the virtual program is because of the nature of the world right now, we're teaching students not only how to hypnotize in person, but also how to do it remotely. So they're all, you know, you're getting basically business models that work for both scenarios, which is what you're going to want to have anyway. Fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Where do they find your school? Um, you can find me at cascadehypnosistraining.com is okay. the best place to find that. You can get a free copy of my book at canyoubeahypnotist.com. So uh-huh. um, get a free copy there and read the book. Cool. Check it out. See if, if it's something that you want to do. talks about what it's like to be a hypnotist and the uh-huh. skills that are required. And you have to be empathetic with a servant's heart and want to do good work in the world. And uh, yeah. yeah, Great. And then tell good. people how to find your books. You can find my books on Amazon. Um, you can find them in, you know, your favorite bookstores, Barnes and Noble and, and local mm-hmm. retailers as, as well. So Can You Be a Hypnotist is my latest book. But for those of you who do want to lose weight, reprogram your weight and lighter are my other two copies. 
great. So reprogram your weight and lighter. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks, Elizabeth. It was great talking with you today. truly enjoying today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.